so much for um, just who you are, Lord, that uh, you have given us all these wonderful gifts. Lord, it's, it's amazing that um, how much you packed into you, so much that you had to create a whole entire body to, um, to unpack it and, and that we can represent you to everyone. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to find out what these gifts are, how it works, how your body works together, and how we should work together so that we can look corporately, so we can look like you to this world. This world desperately, desperately needs you. And we need to look like you so that they can see you and join in. So Lord, I pray that you'll give us understanding this morning. Get, let the spirit of understanding and wisdom come. And, and Lord, I pray that you'll help me, use me. Uh, we bind every evil assignment, anything that would try to take away the word this morning. And anything that would try to take away the blessing from receiving it. And Lord, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So, first of all, um, this has happened too many times for it to be coincidence, but I wanted to let you guys know, um, Bob Hausman, who I've mentioned before, he is an apostolic um, leader out in uh, Sellersburg, Indiana. I get his emails every Monday morning, and, and you, could you think what the email might be regarding? Um, he, in it, he said, you know, I was at a um, conference last week on apostolic and prophetic synergy and I went wait a second <laughs> I, I emailed him in, uh, immediately I said hey can I can I get the videos for the conference and so he emailed back and so I spent a good portion of uh, last week going through those so to encourage you I really believe you know God is speaking yes. and he's speaking to the church and and we are right in the middle of it and I believe we're right on the cutting edge of what the Lord is doing and uh, it's, I'm just hearing it all over the place. And if, if I'm hearing it all over the place, hopefully you are too, um, you know, that's what the Lord is saying. So let's, you know, let's take hold of this. Let's dive in. Let's make the most of it. Once again, um, thank you to everyone. I put this on the email this morning if you didn't read it. Um, thank you to everyone who took kind of the uh, leap of faith and, and blazed the trail and asked some questions last week. Um, I really, really want this to be a time where everybody gets this and you know i i know i can sometimes be not clear i try to be clear but you know i can fail and um have and so if there's something that i say that you know I, it could be clear or maybe it just doesn't resonate with you or there's something that you like boy I, I wish you could say a little bit more about that ask me please okay um i want to make sure that everybody's leaving with um, with grasping onto this as much as possible. Um, this, these teachings are not going to be exhaustive, and I realize that they're just not, not the time. There was, like I said, there was a whole conference with these guys doing apostolic and prophetic um, stuff, and we're not going to go through 12 hours just on the apostles and prophets. Um, unfortunately, maybe we can sometime, but we're not going to right now. But um, if there's something that I say that you say, hey, could you s expound on that just a little bit? or um, have a question, please stop me and um, ask. So thank you for those who have done that, and if you um, would like to, please enter in. So I want to do one thing real quickly first, um, just kind of to define terms, if you will. And these terms are just what I'm using and what I'd like for us to use 
so that we can be on the same page. It's not about that these terms are perfect terms, okay? It, but just so that we can all be saying the same thing together. Um, what I started out with is um, the Ephesians 4 gifts. Does anybody remember? Are they in words? In the ministry? Ministry gifts? Okay, and then the Romans, now I'm going to run out of room, the Romans 12 are, motivational, and then the First Corinthians 12, thank you, I'm just going to abbreviate because I am manifestation gifts. Okay? This is not wanting to stay on very long this morning. Now, um, yeah, let me do this real quick. Uh, prophecy ends up in all three of these. Okay? So you've got what, how, and I'm going to use these words. Okay? So that way we kind of just be on the same page. Like I said, it's not, it, it, other people use different things, and that's fine. And uh, just so that we can all talk about the same thing. I will say office gift here of, of prophet. Okay. For the motivational gift, usually I will say something like prophetic person. Okay. So to, dif to differentiate between um, office gift, all right, prophetic person, and then um, over here, this is just be someone who prophesies. Sorry, I'm getting smaller. I'm running out of room. Okay, one who prophesies, and that's a, that's more of like I said before. This this gift over here, it's really pretty well open to everyone. Okay, these, um, okay, once you get that, I, I'm going to erase this for a second and do some, go a little bit different direction, but a, a prophet's gift, okay, prophetic person, and then one, you know, just one who prophesies. Usually I'll be talking either about office gift prophet or a prophetic person. It's hard, it's going to be hard for me to not talk about these kind of together because uh, they, they operate a lot in the same um, gifting. You know, it's, it's somewhat the same gift, but this, is, this has some distinction that we're going to talk about this morning. When we get to this later on, I'm going to try to make some more distinction in the, in the gift. But um, so if, if we don't quite get there, um, hold me to it when we get to this, okay? Please. Um, we just can't talk about all of it all, so we're going to have to save some. Let me um, let me at least, at least raise a little bit of this. Let me talk a little bit about kind of where this is something that um, was mentioned in the conference and by a guy named Mark Pfeiffer. I'm not going to go a whole lot into it, but I thought it was really a good point. Um, going back to where we've been, um, when 
when, uh, when the church came into existence, which was, everybody kind of celebrates the birthday of the church in, in what chapter? Acts 2. Thank you. You guys are good. So, um, really, the, what was the, the office gift at Acts 2? Out of Ephesians 4, the office gift that was present there at Acts 2. Apostles, right? We talked about, we talked about the apostles, right? Um, who they carried the, um, I, I mentioned this, but I didn't write it down, the kerygma. Right, the kerygma is, um, it, it, that's a Greek term that's kind of come into the English. It really is more of a proclamation. So the, it's, the, it's the ambassadors of the king who went out proclaiming that there's a king and this is what he says. Okay? So the apostles carried that um, kerygma. Right? Now, now think about it. You've got all these other office gifts, you know, the prophets, evangelists, um, the pastor teachers, and they all came from here, right? Not that, not that you have these that turn into those, but they, the apostles were raising up and naming the prophets, right? And both of these kind of in turn were raising up evangelists, right? They were kind of coming here, and the pastor... Teachers, so if you will, they had apostolic foundations, or apostolic um, seed. They had apostolic um, that, that they were really they were carrying the apostolic within them. Okay, not that they were apostles, but because they had apostolic and prophetic groups that were they were both in um, uh, raising them up and naming them. You know, they had this idea. Now. This guy, he was really kind of funny. He, he talked about the, the pastor-teacher's gift, and he said, you know, it's kind of a combination of, um, uh, oh, man, I'm just blanking on the guy's name. Uh, Mr. Rogers and, um, oh, Simmons, the, the guy that did all the workout videos. Richard, Richard Simmons, thank you. <laughs> he, said, that, he said, that's your pastor. It's Richard Simmons and Mr. Rogers. You know, the guy who... who who comes in and he, he's always trying and, and trying to encourage you, encourage, encourage you, but at the same time, getting, won't you be my neighbor? You know, and let's be the, you know, let's let's be friends and let's be loving and let's be, you know. So he said, "That's your pastor." He said, "What's happened, um, though? What what we've had in the last, um, you know, forty years or so is um, you've had the evangelists in the 1950s and 60s that have been raised up. Okay, that office has been restored." Um, the the uh, pastor teacher, you know, in the um, you know sixties seventies ish, eighties to nineties, you've had the prophetic office that has been more restored, and nineties and two thousands more the apostolic office. Okay, but what has happened is it's come out of of this group, And instead of it coming from this group and going down, it's gone from the bottom and gone the other direction, which is kind of um, made a mess in, at some point. You know, God's sovereign, and I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. But he said it, it's what's kind of, what he really feels like is going on right now is God is restoring the, um, it going from the apostolic and getting the um, apostolic um, 
kerygma or, or, or gift back into and pushing it back toward, kind of toward the downline. Because you, you had these pastor-teacher gifts that they'd go, oh, you know what, we, we, we're believing in these, all, all these other gifts. And so like, oh, well, I, you need to be a prophet. Okay. And so it kind of got raised up instead of it coming from the downline. So I um, hope you can kind of see that through the erase marks. But um, that's where I believe that we are is that, um, and I think you made a really good point, that God is restoring the apostolic and the prophetic foundations so that the, all the other gifts will be blessed with what is in the, ap- the apostles and prophets. And because it, what will happen is, is um, we get the synergy that we were talking about. And I found, thank you for that question about synergy. I found um, the example, I didn't have it with me last week. And, and Craig, maybe you uh, know and can help me out with this. Um, but if, I'm just going to read it because it's, it's really good. So one of the largest, strongest horses in the world is the Belgian draft horse, which you guys had a, a pair of them, right, um, for quite a while. Competitions are held to see which horse can pull the most and one Belgian can pull around 8,000 pounds. The weird thing is if you put two Belgian horses in the harness who are strangers to each other, together they can pull between 20 and 24,000 pounds. So not 16, but, but um, not uh, twice as much, but three times as, as much as one. Uh, this represents the power of synergy. Now, how it, if you put two horses that are raised and trained together, they learn to pull and think as one. Uh, the trained and therefore unified pair can pull 30 to 32,000 pounds, almost four times as much as one single horse. So if, when you think about that with the gifts of the Spirit, Joe, it's a lot, if you think about it, it's a lot like music. You know, um, one person can play. It's great. And, you know, you can have a, a pianist and a uh, guitarist and a drummer and if they're not all together, it's not very great. They can all be playing, right? But, you know, if they all play different songs, it really doesn't work very well. But when they're all together, right, and they, they really start to think at, together, you, you start to get to know who you're playing with, and you know where they're going to go before they ever know that they're going to go there. And you all are just moving together as one. It makes a really blended, great, awesome thing. And that's what happens when you get the body together. It's not just one person using their individual gift. It's everybody using the gift, and you have an exponential, um, exponential output rather than just an additional, right? Makes sense? So we're going to talk about the um, office gift prophet today. Um, now, one thing I want to, to – I, I think one of the real misunderstandings about the office gift prophet is that it's like it's a prophetic person Romans 12 gift um, on steroids and that's really I, w- I want to try to get rid of that you know we, we, we think oh you know we're gonna have a prophet in everybody's gonna get a word and that's great and everybody's gonna be encouraged and that's great and we're and, every, and, and yes they they operate in the same gifts as far as you know, being able to give words but let me tell you a, a Romans 12 get, gift a, a prophetic person should be able to go, you know, someone who is, has grown up with that gift and matured in that gift should be able to go around pretty much any room and pretty much give anyone a word in that room. That's, that's just it. So it doesn't take a, a, an office gift, a, a prophet, to be able to do that. It's just the, the normal run-of-the-mill 
you know, prophetic gifts. Someone, and someone who has grown up with that and someone who is, is mature in that gift um, should be able to go around and, and prophesy over pretty much anyone. And let me, let me say what prophecy is a little bit. Um, we, we think about uh, prophecy. It's, it's really a mouthpiece. You're, you are um, being used as a mouthpiece for the Lord. And um, that's what really technically it means. Now, we, we can think of, the, unfortunately, we can think of a prophet as basically the, the God um, form of a fortune teller. Let's not think of it that way, please. <laughs> but, you know, that's what we, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you've got the fortune teller on the bad, you've got the prophet on the good. And that's, you know, it's really a mouthpiece for the Lord. And um, it, it, I don't know how to describe this anymore, but there is a stream coming all the time from the Lord, okay? It, it's just continual. And, it, and when we tap into that stream, he, he wants to speak to us, and he will. And he uses the prophetic gift and uh, the Romans 12 gift and a lot of times the office gift prophet to bring that edification and exhortation to us. And he'll do that through prophecy. Um, You know, just um, it it can be anything from very, very basic of uh, right at the right time, somebody needing to know, hey, Jesus loves you or Jesus forgives you or Jesus, um, you know, those are all biblical things, right? You know, or, or, you know, the Lord, the Lord really um, wants you to know that he wants the best for you. And right now, you know, you, you're not feeling that way, but he does really want the best for you, right? We know that, right? Biblical, you know, that's, anybody can give that sort of prophetic, um, I'm getting into a different sermon, that I, <laughs> that's okay. Um, anybody can give that sort of prophetic word. The, the Romans... The Romans 12 gift is going to be, especially with someone who's more mature, it's going to be a lot more um, individualized. It's going to be a lot more, it's going to be more specific. It's going to be deeper. Um, They're going to oftentimes uh, be working with word of wisdom, word of knowledge, um, discernment, uh, which we'll talk about more because I don't get, you you might be going, what what is he talking about? It's all right. Hold off on that. I'm not going to go, I'm already going in a different direction I wanted to. Uh, but the Romans 12 gift um, is going to be able to operate a lot more in that. And once you start using that gift, the more developed you'll be. Okay? And I know that there's several in here who have that Romans 12 gift. I'm going to encourage you um, use it. Uh, delve, dive into it. Let the Lord just um, grow you up with that. And you'll be able to just tap into that on a, on a regular basis. Um, the uh, now the prophetic office. So I did say they they're they're going to operate in the same gift as the Romans twelve. All right, but at a different level. They can they can tap into that gift very very easily, as well as discernment, um, a lot of word of wisdom, a lot of word of knowledge. Um, but uh, one of the things that really really uh, separates the prophetic office is the um, the position where they are. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'll define that here in just a second. Their position will celebrate, or not celebrate. Their their position will set apart more of what that office is. There is a 
concept both in the Old Testament and the New Testament that God has a council in heaven. God has a council in heaven that he invites his apostles and his prophets into that council. Right, you see it in the Old Testament. Um, I, wrote, I wrote down a, a few passages. Isaiah 6, you see Isaiah, the, the Lord brings Isaiah up into heaven, right? And um, he sees the throne of God. Uh, Ezekiel uh, 1 through 3. Um, Amos uh, 3, 7 says that the Lord doesn't do anything except that he reveals it first to his prophets. Um, Ezekiel 1 through 2, you know, that where Ezekiel has this picture of um, the Lord high and lifted up. And so the Lord will oftentimes, even like with, with Moses, he'll, it's like he, I mean, the Lord's sovereign. We know that. And the Lord can do whatever he wants to. By the way, what I'm, what I'm giving in all of these is kind of the biblical pattern. But God is God and he can do whatever he wants. And if, if, he, if he wants to change things up, he can. All right? He doesn't have to ask my permission. Right? But I'm, I'm going to try to give the, the, pat, the biblical pattern. And if God wants to change up the biblical pattern, then you know, that's him. That's, the, that's his prerogative. Um, but I think on the whole, he will stick to his biblical pattern. But he can, um, if he wants to uh, you know, have a different pattern, that you know, he can do what he wants to. Yeah, I mean. Um, a lot of the book of Revelation, where it says that, um, you know, John, I believe it's in Revelation, what does it say, it's in 4, where it says uh, John was in the spirit, and then all of a sudden he's ushered into the throne room of God. And so many of the um, visions that he sees there is the idea of that he has been ushered into the, the council. He, then, you know, he'll, he gets into there and he sees the 24 elders, which we assume are um, the 12 um, apostles and uh, the 12 tribes, right? But the idea is that there's this heavenly council that um, he's in, which um, also you can see, you know, I, I mentioned last week you've got um, apostles that will be some of the different gifts as well, the secondary gift. John, you can uh, very obviously see he was like an apostle with prophetic, um, you know, he's very, has this very, very prophetic bent to it. Paul is much more of, uh, I mean, yes, he did with the prophetic, but he's, well, he's into the, well, he's got a teaching gift. You know, it's like, you know, even Peter's like, you know, Paul, he writes these letters that are really, really difficult. <laughs> you know, so Paul's got, you know, um, Peter's uh, on the prophetic side. Um, but anyway, thank you for that, for that. So, yeah, most of the book of Revelation, but it's specifically when John gets ushered in, uh, he's in the spirit and seeing the, the visions in the heavenly court in the in the chamber. Um, so, as I said last week, the apostles and prophets they get into that heavenly throne room. The apostles, however, they need to be down on the earth as well. <laughs> the prophets kind of get to stay, and uh, they come. And they they their job a lot. The prophet is to um, to. See Speak out what is in the heavenlies. So what is happening at the throne? They're supposed to speak that out. And um, they're, because of their position of being elevated to that throne room status where they are um, allowed by the Lord. This isn't because they 
want to so much, but it's an allowance by the Lord because of their gift. They're allowed to come into the presence of God and to, to hear things and to experience things and see things that most, most people don't get to and to enter into that counsel of the Lord where the Lord might say, hey, you, know, um, you, you see this in Job. The Lord's sitting around, well, have you considered my servant Job? You know, and they're, the, they're allowed to kind of enter into the dialogue with the Lord a lot of times about what the Lord wants to do. But they, what they must do is um, they must speak out the things that are happening at the throne. And because they're speaking out the things that are happening at the throne, their, their prophetic voice has a lot more creative authority. All right, then the, the, the prophetic person will be speaking to individual situations a lot, right? They'll be encouraging people. They'll be saying, hey, you know what? The Lord wants, you know, Lord wants to do this for you. Or they might say, yeah, you know, I can, the Lord's really shown me you've been going through this and that and the other. And, and uh, he wants you to be encouraged because, um, uh, example, last week I was, I was, I was praying and, and I've got a friend in Oklahoma, and uh, the Lord just said, hey, you know, send him a text. So I, I, I sent him a text and just said, hey, you know, um, you know, this is a time for rejoicing. You know, don't, don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. God's on the move, and, and you're part of it. And I got a, I got a text back from him um, Friday night that said, uh, I, I had no idea this was going on. He said, um, he said, thank you so much for the prayers. He said, they, um, he's into real estate development. He said, they accepted my, my offer over everybody else's. And I believe it was, you know, the Lord just, part of that was giving him encouragement. Part of it was releasing in the, in the, from the spirit into the natural what God needed to do, right? So that's where, where God is encouraging and, and you're trying to be sensitive and, and encouraging people. The prophetic office gives a lot more, um, I don't want to say direction, but they, their voice comes with a lot more authority, more creative power. And now, it oftentimes will be directive, okay? And sometimes even more with correction. The, um, the ministry gift, the Romans 12 gift, will a lot of times be a lot more individual, okay? One-on-one -on -one or to small groups. The um, prophetic office um, will oftentimes be more of to a church or to a city or to a region, okay? That's not as much the... Um, uh, Romans 12 gift. Now, like I said, God, if God wants to do that, if he wants to have a Romans 12 speak that way, then, you know, but on the, on the whole, it's, it's more that the prophetic office is really speaking to more of a church-wide. Um, sometimes they're even used for correction. Um, they, can, they can correct the pastor or, or whatnot, when they, and especially in the absence of an apostolic, um, they will they'll correct um, let me, um, so one of the other things that, of a prophet, that this is one of the big things. We, we think about prophet as just speaking. Um, if you recall, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Um, if you, if we, I, I was going to take you to the story. If you recall, um, I'll two, two instances with Saul, okay, Saul the, the king, right, King Saul. If you remember, there's two times when Saul came upon a, um, a group of prophets, right? And one time, in fact, he was wanting to go and get David, 
he's, he's, he's um, chasing David, and David's with Samuel, and uh, he Saul sends some guys, and they encounter a group of prophets, and so they all start prophesying. And Saul finally goes himself, and ends up, what does he do? He, he, has, he has to go get David. He ends up prophesying with all the prophets. And the, one of the things about prophets is a lot of times things are more caught than taught. You get around a prophet, and you, you get around, and all of a sudden the gifts just get stirred up because that's, that's who they are. And the gifts just kind of start to overflow out of who they are. So um, if, you, if you want to get like more um, in tune with the gifts and use the gifts, well, just get around a prophet. I mean, you don't even have to just, just hang around. And all of a sudden, you know, things will just start getting, you'll start getting encouraged, you'll start acting, um, you know, getting elevated in the gifts. And um, that's, uh, that's a lot tends to happen when you get around a, a prophet. And that's why one reason that prophets need to be in the church. And um, I'm hoping, I've, I've got a good friend who's an office gift prophet. I'm hoping to get um, him and his wife here sometime because she's very prophetic herself and and uh, everybody can get a word, that's great, but more than anything, I want everybody to get activated in their gifts. And to, in, if, if even if you know what yours are, to, to get them elevated to a, to a higher level. So um, that's a lot what happens with a prophet, is you just get around them, and all of a sudden, you know, things get stirred up, stirred up with your gifts and stirred up in, in motivation. Um, so that, that's... Um, one of the things with the prophet is it's just being around is more caught than taught. Although there is some teaching, and um, I want to encourage those who um, I want to encourage those who who have that Romans twelve gift, um, or those who are a um, who have an office gift, emerging office gift of prophet. Um, you need to get with a prophet. Okay, uh, the prophet isn't as much. Administ uh, that's not the word governmental in the f in the in the fourfold. Okay, the apostle is governmental. The pastor can be more governmental. The the prophet works with the apostle. He encouraged the apostle. If you look, uh, uh, there's a great passage in in Ezra. I believe it's uh, six. I wrote it down. Yep, Ezra six. Um, where it said they were able to build the temple because um, the prophet Haggai and I believe it was Zechariah were encouraging them to build. Okay? Um, and that's what, the, that's what a lot of times the prophet does. He kind of comes alongside the apostles and this is what's going on. And the apostles say, okay, here's the decision. Let's do this. You know, th this is what's going on in heaven. Okay. Um, so the, the prophet comes and encourages that way, but they, they're not as in, uh, governmental in their responsibilities. Um, as like an apostle and a, a pastor would be. Um, I was going somewhere. Um, but you need to um, get, uh, in a, one way an apostle does act more of as, as fathering, if you will, is for those who have, a pro I'm sorry, a, pro a prophet. A prophet acts more fathering for those who have a prophetic gift. If you have a prophetic gift, um, it, the best thing to do is to get with the prophet and let them help mature that and raise and raise that up because they um, they they know it better than anybody especially when you can get with a seasoned prophet okay don't just go to somebody else and say hey you, I, I think you've got a prophetic gift and 
I think I've got a prophetic gift, and let's, uh, let, let's mentor each other. Uh, get someone who's seasoned, okay, someone who's, who's gone through it. And um, they're, they're, they're out there now. They haven't been out there that much because everybody had to be raised up. But some of them have been in a long time and um, are really uh, know, know it well. Um, let me do say this, though. Um, kind of a, um, if you will, a warning. Uh, with Saul, again, um, what, if you remember what happens with Saul, is Samuel a couple different times tells Saul, um, okay, I want you to go and do this. And Saul says, he goes and does part of it, right? If you, you, you can go back and read the story. It's in First uh, Samuel... exactly all written down but it's in the first like 10 chapters of first Samuel um, you know Samuel says go do this and Saul goes do a little bit right and Samuel will address and say why didn't you do this well I was and he, he'll give an excuse so it happens a couple times and what what happens with Saul is he doesn't he ends up not um, being able to hear from the Lord right remember this at the end of his life um, he's wanting direction. He's okay. Do I go into this battle? And he doesn't hear. He's a, he's a, I, I can't get I can't get a word from from the Lord. He's not answering me in dreams or in in uh, anything. So what does he do? He goes to a witch, a medium. Remember this? This is in the tw- this last part of First Samuel. He goes to a witch and uh, says, "Well, will you bring up Samuel for me because I need to hear." And so um, after that, he um, he ends up. Um, getting into battle and uh, dying in battle and when you look at um, First Chronicles 10 no, I'll just start trying to find it First Chronicles 10 says that's, that um, Saul was put to death that the Lord put him to death because he um, because of his sins and because he went to and sought out a medium. And I, have a, I, you know, I think a lot the church has, um, not, I'm not saying you, okay, but the church, a lot of different places in the quote-unquote church in the United States, especially the North American church, has gotten to the point that they've rejected the word of the Lord. They've rejected the word of the Lord. They've rejected the prophetic. And... So the Lord has kind of said, eh, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And I think the church has lo- looked for wisdom in different places rather than with God. And well, maybe we can get wisdom from the world. Maybe we can get wisdom from uh, philosophy. Maybe we can get wisdom from, and some of them probably have gone to the black arts in order to try to get the wisdom. Okay? Um, like I said, I'm not saying you guys, but as a church, I think, um, as a whole church, we, that's something we need to repent of. You know, that, that we've rejected, you know, what, when God has tried to speak, and we've rejected that. And um, I think the church, a lot of different locations, like I said, I'm not saying you, I'm talking to everybody else out there somewhere. Um, but we need to really, really be careful with that, that we're not rejecting the prophetic. Okay? Um, I don't expect that of you guys at all. Um, but I want to, let me try to get a, a little bit nitty-gritty um, what what to do with the pro- with the office gift prophet? Because I'm hoping that we um, will get um, uh, you know prophets in here 
And um, I want us to be able to respond in the correct way. Um, number, number one, as I said, if, if, you, um, uh, if you have a, especially if you have a prophetic gift, um, get with the prophet, okay? I've said that already, but make sure, let someone else raise you up in that and direct you. Um, let me kind of say it this way. There is, um, I, I mentioned there's a stream, right, flowing out from the Lord. Now, there's actually, uh, you guys who, who've been out in the woods and, and hiking and, and stuff, I'm sure, up, and especially up in the mountains, you'll, you'll come across a lot of very clear, crystal clear, um, cool, cold, running streams, right? Right? There is that crystal clear running stream. There's also some muddied streams, okay? You run across some muddied streams where the water is maybe just trickling and you can't, you may not be able to see the bottom. You're like, I'm done. I don't want to step in there, okay? It's water, but there's a mess, okay? Now, um, there is this stream running out from the throne of God, but because we are human, because we have flesh, um, we can muddy the stream. And I'm going to tell you what um, I believe helps make that stream cl crystal clear because that's the stream you want to jump into, right? That's the stream you, when, you, when you get water for your, you know, to, to drink, even if you boil it, you want to get the nice, clear, crystal clear running water, right? And you, you'd rather not try to go grab some water out from a muddy river, right? There's a lot of prophetic people that they're, they're in the mud and you have, to, you have to strain it all out, okay? Rather not have that happen. The crystal clear stuff comes from submission. Now, it's a, it's a word that I'm, I, 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 please, please, please hear me here. I'm really big on submission, but one thing that I, I realize, had to realize in my life, because I came from a, a group that was big on submission because it was authoritarian, all right? You need to submit because I'm the head and you're not, okay? And that's not what it is. Submission comes from the bottom up. It comes from the heart of someone who is willing to submit their heart to somebody else. Okay, and in the, in the, at the end of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, it says God has put um, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then the other gifts. Okay, God's put it in order, um, but the, where you get the crystal clear, where you get the authority, where you get the power, when you get the the prophetic clarity is when you operate in submission to someone else. And that's, it's not because they're saying, hey, get in line, although you need, you need to be taught and sometimes you need to have a hard um, conversation with somebody and say, you know what, have you checked your heart about submission? Okay, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's the heart of the individual saying, I am willing to submit my heart to someone else. Okay? And it's specifically and especially true with the prophetic. Prophetic um, prophets need to submit their heart to an apostle. Okay? Not because there's a hierarchy, even though God's put first apostles, second prophets, but because that in, in that submission and in that relationship, it enables the prophet to work with a lot more authority and a lot more power. The, uh, the apostle will, will give them that authority for them to speak and, and things to happen. 
and it's in that relationship. And likewise, with us, when we submit our hearts, okay, to authority, and when you have a, a prophet that you say, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you mentor me, and you submit your heart, that that makes it a lot, gives you a lot more clarity, okay, and, and mu- doesn't muddy the water. Um, well, what I think we've seen a lot is you've we've had a lot of kind of downline structures and stuff that that haven't been really healthy and it's really put a rift in between the apostolic and the prophetic and um, a lot of the prof- a lot of the prophets are like well I can hear from God just fine by myself right and um, then they they do hear but a lot of times it's a muddy river and what you have to do when it's a muddy river is you have to strain out all of the mud to be able to get to the water alright so when a, when a prophet comes in that's one thing that you know, um, and I'll be doing with uh, you know some of the other you know elders and stuff. We'll, we get we'll we'll help strain out the mud. Hopefully, they won't have any. But because we are all human and we all have a um, uh, you know physical aspect to us, then there's a little bit in there that you have to listen for. So um, as for you guys, you know, if I bring someone in, it would be someone who I trust. That doesn't mean they don't get judged. All right? I'll sit there and listen. But if you get a word from somebody, you're like, hey, you know, would, you, would you check this for me? Yep, I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll check. I'll, let me pray. Sometimes it'll be, you know what, put it on the shelf. I don't know. Put it on the shelf and see, we'll see what God does. Other times it'll be, yeah, toss it. Toss it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't receive it all. Or sometimes it might be, yeah, walk in it. Just, just you know, Receive that. Make it part of you. But um, we need to we need to listen. We need to receive. Um, I would also say, um, you know, uh, to uh, when we have some a, a prophet come in, to get ready, be expectant. Be expectant that there that the whole level is going to increase. Um, all the all the gifts, all of the. That's good. I, I think I've pretty well gone through my. Huh. I got it. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about it. So it, when when we do have the prophetic come in, I always just be expectant that the whole level of gifts and everything will increase. Okay, so no matter what your gift is. Um, that that it will increase, that they'll be able to speak into that, and they may not even operate in it, but when they, they can speak into that gift and call it forth, okay, and that that whole that whole level will um, increase for everybody, will bring everybody up. Yeah, go ahead, Penny. good question. How do you test a prophet to see if they're true or false? Um, a lot of it is just listening to the Spirit yourself, honestly. Um, you, um, uh, you, when, when, I've, when I've done this, because I'll, I'll, I'll get a word, and uh, I'll go to my, my buddy, and I'll, I'll, I'll like even type it out or something, I'll, I'll submit it to him and say, look, I'm submitting this to the prophet just like it's supposed to be done, would you judge this for me? And um, his words usually back to me are, it sounds like the Lord. 
it sounds like the Lord. And um, I think what you, can, what you can get from that is when you're listening to the Lord enough, you know the sound of his voice. You know, it's like, um, you, know, I, uh, you know, I can be in a crowded room and, I can, and Ruth will say, Ryan, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, everybody else is talking, but then your, your wife or your, your husband says your name, and all of a sudden you're going, yep, where are they? You know, because you recognize the sound of their voice. And a lot of it's the same. You, you get into that, that um, when you get into the gift enough, you begin to, to listen, and you can, uh, you can the, the Lord will show you, especially when you're in a position in order to, to judge and to clarify. He will, um, he will really make it clear. Um, you know, he'll, he'll point it out to you. And I've, I've, I've been in services before where, um, especially like with um, tongues interpretation tongues, um, somebody, you know, there'll be tongues and with somebody interpreting, like, nah, they missed that one. <laughs> you know, um, or like, yep, yep, they got that. You know, but uh, that was a good word, but that wasn't what the, <laughs> you know, um, y- you know, sometimes it's not bad. Sometimes it's, it's, it's something that the Lord is speaking anyway, but it's not what the, the word was. So, um, He will. Um, I will say that there are times that um, some people can't even can't hear it very well, and so um, hopefully they they'll be able to have someone come along and say, you know what, that was really a good word for you, because just because some someone's place in their life. Yes, for someone who is for someone who's listening. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I believe that you know the Lord will confirm it, or um, the Lord's good for that. Good, good about that. You know, if you say, "Lord, I got this word. Would you please confirm it?" Usually, He'll He'll bring something along to confirm it. Or, like you said, you'll have a check in your spirit, check in your heart, and um, He will He'll um, He'll show you. that muddied stream yeah, it's yeah. that muddied stream and there's different levels of it because sometimes we all with, with all it's, it's this way with all the gifts because you know um, especially with vocal stuff because we all God uses your mouth right if I were um, uh, you know if, if you if I was in Mexico I'd be using a different language right so God uses the language that we have, and so somebody might use language that's just different because that's the language that they've got. And, and in other words, what I'm saying is, you know, it might be 99% Holy Spirit, but there's always at least 1% of you, right? And sometimes there's a lot more of you and less of the Holy Spirit, and that's when it gets met, <laughs> messed up, right? But there's always some element of you, whether it's, it's prophetic or whether you're, you're serving, you know? You're, you're, you're ministering, you're going over and you're, you're doing mercy ministry and you're helping people out and you're, you know, but you're using your body and you're using your mouth and you're using your hands, right? So there's an element of you even in, in all of the gifts. And so it's, it's learning to um, let the Lord use 
more and more of you and um, let, letting more and more of him and less and less of your flesh. Questions before we before we pick yeah go ahead Lynn. say yes the, and, and the reason being is that you're being moved by the Holy Spirit and it's not just somebody individually going you know just you know throwing words you know throwing words at somebody but you know you're talking to Carolyn you know and and you you realize that Carolyn is going through something and you say and you say you know Carolyn the Lord's just showing me and you know remind you wanted me to remind you in Philippians 4 it says to be anxious for nothing but in everything by, by prayer and supplication let your request be made known to him you know are, have you been giving this over to the Lord in prayer you know, is that you, you're, you know, you're, you're being, you're being moved by the Holy Spirit, right? It's something. It's not just a, a happenstance. It's you're being moved and led by the Holy Spirit to give something. To, so it, it's it's a prophetic because it's being uh, it's a it's a move of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not just yeah, this sounds good. It's you know, you're being led to do that um, for someone else. Um, and, and that's where, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, specific word, but it's going to be very generalized word of, word of, word of God. Okay, the, the way you get in with the, um, and we'll, we'll do more of this, because um, the, uh, the Romans 12 um, can get a lot more specific. You know, that's when you start really seeing things and honing in, and you can start saying, look, this is what's going on, this is what's going to happen, or this is what did happen in your life, and I want you to know, but up, but up, but up, bump. And this is where y you're going to go, and that's that gets to be a lot more specific in the real realm of the, the office, or not the office, the, the motiv motivational gift. Um, because the, the manifestation, I believe, all those manifestations, what manifestation means is that something is, is appearing, right? So when the Holy Spirit is, is somewhere, He's going to appear in one of those gifts. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you should be operating. Now, you may not get all of them. 
or any, you might, you might, there might, there'll be definitely be some that are more, I'm getting way off. Um, there might be, you know, there'll be more that you're like in tune with and that, that are more like, um, this is how the Lord uses me more regularly in the first Corinthians 12, okay? Uh, but you should be open to whatever in the, that first Corinthians 12 list to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, maybe it's prophecy, maybe it's um, distinguishing of spirits, maybe it's this. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, the, this First Corinthians 12 gift should be a part, because it's just a manifestation of Him, right? As well as the fruit of the Spirit. I want to leave that out. Yes, ma'am. Um, and the Lord is saying to you specifically that, that you need to earnestly desire it because you've got the gift in your heart and what the Lord wants you to do is to delve into that even more because um, you, you've seen it you've seen it used already but, but he's got a lot more there he's got, he wants you to get into the specifics with people and oh that's really cool he's going to use it in your evangelistic ministry because what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be you're going to be so in tune that you're going to be able to go up to people and you're going to read their mail even before you get to them. You may not even know them, and you'll be able to read their mail and you'll be able to go and speak into their specific situation, and they're going to go, "Wow, where did that come from?" And that's when the door will open for the evangelism, and you'll be able to unfold Jesus to them right there after you speak to them in a way that they had no idea was coming. So. The Lord really wants you to earnestly desire and, and to delve into that because he's got a whole lot more. It's like you scratch the surface and he said that, you know, it's like an iceberg. You know, you've got that much that's just, just above the, um, the water and a whole mountain below. And he said, you, you've scratched just above the water. He said there's a whole mountain below that he wants you to get to because when you get to that, it's going to open up a lot more doors that you haven't even seen open yet. See, that's the... That's the Roman... <laughs> That's that's the Romans twelve gift, okay? I, I was wait. I thought the Lord was saying, okay, you, you could have, you can open this. All right. All right. That's that's Romans twelve. I'll sometime I'll demonstrate the um, the Ephesians four to you, okay? But um, let's see if I any other questions. Do you have a question? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sounds good. All right. Well, let me, this is what I really um, feel like I, I need to, to, to bless you all with this morning. Um, I want to release the prophetic in here. Okay. I want to release the prophetic. Every, it, it's open to everybody. People, some people will, ha will be able to go a lot further, a lot deeper, but I want to release the prophetic. It's, it's open to absolutely everyone. I believe that that's what the Lord um, 
has for you guys today. So if you would, as I pray, I want you to receive. Open your heart. This is, this is something that you, you don't have to judge, all right? I want you to open your heart to receive this and receive this anointing from him, all right? Father, thank you so much. Lord, thank you that you are a, a gift-giving God. Lord, you gave us the ultimate gift in Jesus. And, um, Lord, we, we can't thank you enough for that. Lord, I know that you have a gift for each person here this morning. And, Lord, I, in, I release through your authority that you have given to me, I release the prophetic gift onto this, this congregation. Lord, that in whatever manner, whichever, um, whatever level that each person can operate in it, Lord, I, I release it to them right now. Lord, I ask that they would be able to receive, that, that any, any hindering spirit would be bound right now from, um, from trying to take those gifts away, and that, that each person would receive the level of the prophetic gift that you have for them. For those who have already started operating that, Lord, I ask that they would, would go deeper that they would dive deeper and that they would, they would jump into the fast-running stream of, of your spirit and let themselves go and let them be taken by, by your stream. Lord, not by a false stream, not by, not by man, not by something invented, but by, by the river of the living God flowing from your throne. And Lord, I pray that you will um, release the gifts upon this, this church Lord, that all of the gifts, every single one, I pray that you'll release them right now. In, in, in the offices you've given me, I release those gifts over this group. Lord, um, all of the, all the um, motivational gifts, all of the manifestations of the Spirit, I release those over this house. Lord, and especially the prophetic. Lord, that we would be able to prophesy and be able to jump into that stream whenever it's, whenever it's needed. And even sometimes when you just say, hey, it's time to jump in right now, go. Lord, um, I thank you for that. And I just, I, um, Lord, I, I pray that you'll encourage everyone here. Lord, I, I bless them and I seal them right now uh, with the apostolic seal. The, the seal that you have placed with on, uh, upon me, I place upon each person here for their provision, for their protection, for their, uh, as they go out and as they come in, that, that everything um, that they put their hands to would be blessed with the blessed, full blessings of Abraham. And Lord, I speak that over not just those who are here, but over their families, over their households. Those who are online this morning. Jesus' name. Amen.